Welcome to our Being Kafka series in the second season of Zeitgeiste On Air, a joint production by Goethe Institute and the Current Affairs Podcast, Common Ground Berlin. I'm your host, Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. The series pays tribute to Franz Kafka a hundred years after he passed away, not just his legacy, but how he affects people every day. You can learn more at goethe.de forward slash Kafka. In today's episode, we speak with Yaroslav Rudisch, who, like Kafka, is a prolific Czech writer. He also founded the Kafka Band. Welcome, Yaroslav. Hello, hi. We don't usually associate Franz Kafka with music. How did you come up with the Kafka Band? <laughs> That's right, Franz Kafka... I think he was not playing an instrument, which is a little bit unusual for his time in Prague. And I know that he was quite a lot in the theaters around Prague, in Czech-speaking theaters, in German, of course, speaking theaters. But he was not going to the operas or to the musical events. But it has started with a graphic novel made by uh, David Meyerowitz and Jaromir 99. Jaromir 99 is a very close friend of mine. And uh, both of them adapted Kafka's The Castle, his great novel, my favorite piece of Kafka, I think. They did a beautiful, very atmospheric graphic novel inspired by uh, this work from Kafka. And Jaromir 99, uh, we did a graphic novel, one graphic novel together called Alois Nebel, and uh, in Literary House of Stuttgart, here in Germany, Literaturhaus Stuttgart, they did an exhibition called Kafka in Comics, and they invited Jaromir 99 with David Meyerowitz and the castle to Stuttgart, and they asked him, because they know Jaromir is not just an illustrator and comic uh, designer, but uh, he's also a great musician, if he could imagine kind of like a small musical event yeah, uh, with Kafka lyrics. And Jaromir asked me if I could read Kafka a little bit or sing Kafka a little bit and uh, he will make some music. Immediately we were really surprised that it was much more bigger than we were expecting. We were thinking we do an one event in Prague and one in Stuttgart. But immediately after that, there were more invitations for the Kafka band from Amsterdam, from Prague again, from Berlin, and from Poland, from Austria. And so we decided to record actually our first album called Das Schloss, the castle, Zamek, in Czech. Yeah, that's how it started. So you sing in all three languages, though, mm -hmm. Czech, German, and English. Yes. Um, what kind of music is it? I mean, what genre? I would, I would say alternative rock. We did three recordings, three records, Das Schloss, then America, and then the last one was released just now. It's called The Trial in English, Der Prozess in Czech, Prozess. And all of these uh, albums are very different, but what keep them together is Kafka, his lyrics, his texts. We are looking, we are trying to <laughs> to bring Kafka or to find a musicality in Kafka. I feel I'm here to be people. 
To be honest, we are quite with Kafka, so we don't rewrite him that much. So that what I am singing or what Jaromir 99 is in Czech sing, I sing mostly in German, or what I'm reading, I'm reading quite a lot, that's Kafka in original, more or less. So his lyrics, or I should say his <laughs> prose, lends It's itself prose, to lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every good uh, literature has their own musicality, no? and that's the case of Kafka as well. Um, for us, what's very important, we are or like Czech guys uh, living uh, more or less in Prague. Okay, I'm living between Prague and Berlin, and I also write in both languages in Czech and more also in German. I have a few novels written or a few books written in German as well. But for us, was very important to do it in German, in the language of Kafka, but to mix it also in with Czech, because lots of people doesn't know That was the second language of Kafka. That was the Prague 100 years ago, the city of more languages. We are in Central Europe. We are in the middle of the Europe, in the heart of Europe, as uh, the Czechs do say. But this city, this very beating city of Prague, was at least bilingual, Czech and German. Now, your bandmates, you, you mentioned some of them. Are they all authors like you, or is it just No, you? no, I'm, I'm the only author. The other guys are great musicians. <laughs> we are very close friends. We were working on a few different projects as well. Uh, the guys were making music or made music for the movie adaptation, film adaptation of Alois Nebel, for example, or uh, they compose music to uh, theater plays, or they are running a few bands. Some of them, like Prison It's Tata Boys, are really great, very known Czech rock bands. But to make Kafka into the music is for them something very special. It's, we are kind of literary. Somehow we are a literary band that's a little bit... Not that normal, I think, but I really like it. And when I do a readings, I have a musician on my side. So who are your fans? Are they <laughs> older? Are they younger? Are they from the Czech Republic or from Germany mm -hmm. or from Europe or the United States? Or yeah, uh, just a few days ago, we had a big concert in Prague at Palace Acropolis, which is a venue for rock concerts in Prague. And there were almost 700 people, uh, mostly Czechs, but there were a few fans from Vienna, from Germany, from Poland as well, one also from Belgium. That's really special, from Slovakia, of course, as well. And then we are playing quite a lot also in Germany. After Prague, we went to Munich and Stuttgart, and also in the spring and in the summer, there will be a few gigs around Germany and also in Austria and probably also in Poland later this year and then in Czech as well. I think people who, they know us a little bit, me as a writer, Jaromir 99 as a musician and illustrator and uh, the other musicians, and they like this strange mixture between music and literature. It's a word. It's somehow very a word, yeah? But it works somehow. We don't know why, but it works. And so they are young, they are older. It's also very interesting that we have very young listeners, also teachers who teach Kafka in Czech high schools or in the Czech universities. Are, sometimes they play a music of a Kafka band as a kind of introduction 
to the world of Kafka. <laughs> to draw the teens in. Yeah, there you go. A little bit like, yes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let me ask you, what do you think Kafka would have thought of your band? <laughs> I mean, as you said, he wasn't musical. In fact, he was very sound sensitive. He used to wear mm, yeah, earplugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you think he would have thought of your band? he was really much enjoying the silence. Exactly. He's writing, writing about it, uh, that his one of his Prague flats was too noisy. You know, he was not able to con concentrate there. It's still like this in Prague. Yeah, it's a metropole. It's a big town. Uh, back to your answer, I'm all the time looking uh, for Kafka, if he's, he's not in the audience, yeah. Uh, and now in Prague, I ask the audience, je tady někde uh, František Kafka? The Czech sometimes say to France, František, that's the Czech version of France. And three people uh, really told me, yes, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And it was really funny. <laughs> so basically you're asking in Czech, are you there, Franz Kafka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, you are, there? yeah are, you, are you there, Franz Kafka? But uh, I, I'm not sure because this kind of music we are doing, alternative rock with also electronic instruments, of course, everything was new and modern in his time, yeah, so 100 years ago. This kind of music doesn't exist, yeah. So he will be probably surprised. I hope that he will be laughing with us a little bit. What we also want to show that Kafka is not just this uh, depressive um, or the, the books, the short stories of Kafka are so depressive, uh, so melancholic. And so about this absolute loneliness or isolation, maybe there's the Czech way how to read Kafka or a little bit also Austrian way because we... We have this common cultural background from the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Uh, I think the Czechs or Austrian or Slovaks, they are more uh, laughing by reading Kafka. They have find this kind of very strange, very brutal humor. And if you are reading Kafka, it can happen in one sentence that it's very melancholic, very brutal, radical, but also somehow uh, funny in a very Czech, uh, strange way. That's what I also think that Kafka is writing in German in this tradition of Prague literature. We have also Czech writers writing in Czech from this time who has the same, yeah, this kind of very strange radicality between tragic and comic. I'm talking about uh, Jaroslav Hasek, for example, yeah, and he was writing in Czech, but his second language was then, of course, German, which is, was very normal and that's for me also normal that's maybe also the reason i'm writing in german or uh, why i learned german well let's find a little bit more about your background uh, you grew mm. up in what was then czechoslovakia where yeah. kafka was also born but where his works were banned at least during the communist era so how did you first come across <laughs> kafka's works uh, it was connected really with the change with the political change of 1989 at the time I was 17, I was at high school, but we had a great uh, teacher for literature and he was reading Kafka with us, uh, Die Verwandlung. The, the Metamorphosis. Exactly, the Metamorphosis, Promjena <laughs> in Czech. And it was something completely new for us. And we were laughing and laughing and laughing. So it's very, also very brutal, short story, very radical one. That was the first piece uh, uh, written by Kafka I, I read, and not the last one. But you are completely right. In the communist time, Kafka was not a part of cultural life, not at all. He was Jew, he was writing in German, everything which was not in Czech, it didn't fit with the 
ideology of them, yeah? Communist ideology was like, everything Czech is good and everything which is not Czech is not that good, yeah? And uh, say so they also denied this very complex history, yeah? I remember when I was for the first time on his grave in Prague, It was in summer 1990, I think, I met a few Americans <laughs> looking for Kafka. I was also looking for Kafka's grave, and they were also looking for Kafka's grave. And uh, I know there were lots of Americans or English-speaking people, German-speaking people uh, from the West Germany, of course, who went to Prague because of Kafka, with Kafka in their pockets, yeah, with metamorphosis or the castle or the trial. And the tourists or the readers from abroad, they were discovering also Kafka for us. And everything has changed, of course. Uh, now is Kafka, uh, Franz Kafka, and not just only him, also the other um, German writing uh, authors from Prague or Bohemia and Moravia, like Johannes Urzigiel, Max Brod, of course. Uh, they are part of Czech literature now, a little bit more. Of course, there are so many other authors who are unknown, still a little bit unknown. So has he influenced your writing style? I mean, you write fiction, <laughs> right? I write fiction, sometimes also non-fiction. Uh, when I write non-fiction, then I write mostly about trains. Uh, there will be now actually a uh, few books for the first time published into the English. My railway novel, Winterberg's Last Journey, will be published in the spring in London. And then after that, a short story called a Christmas in Prague. Also, one of the characters is Kafka, but in Kafka with V, because it's a Czech family name, Kafka. And in Czech, you can write it with F or with a V. And uh, I have there Kafka with V, but the pronunciation, Kafka will, will love it, I think. <laughs> I hope so, because the pronunciation is the same, of course. Kafka is Kafka. So I'm uh, definitely influenced by Kafka, this melancholy, this humor. I write in this uh, Czech tradition, and when I say Czech tradition, Prague tradition, then I mean uh, both languages, the Czech language and German language. So, so I just like, like Kafka. Like just like Kafka. I like Franz Kafka. I like I like Johannes Ursigel. I like Bohomil Hrabal. I like Lenka Reinerova or Jaroslav Hasek. Do you or have a Milan Kundera, of course. Do you have a favorite book or short story by Kafka? Uh Das Schloss, the castle, definitely. It's a beautiful atmosphere, a snowy novel, novel uh, lots of snow. And um, uh, also the beer, which everybody's connecting with Bohemia, with Prague. Um, yeah, it's also very important in, the <laughs> in that novel or the, or the, the pubs. And uh, I really like the atmosphere of the Schloss. And that, of course, uh, was your first band-related yeah, project exactly. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm still in love with this novel. Sometimes it could be difficult to read. It's, of course, unfinished, like uh, yeah, The Trial or America, but it has such a great atmosphere. Even if you just read uh, the first, like, 20 pages, uh, you feel it immediately. You spoke about bilinguality, but I'm wondering how else is Kafka and his works and what he had to say relevant, you think, to 2024, you know, <laughs> to, to the 21st century? That's really amazing that if you if you read it, uh, read Kafka now, how modern it is. Yeah, His German is very clear. The sentences, uh, 
uh, and chapters <laughs> and novels are sometimes very complicated, but the words are quite clear, very modern. If you compare it with uh, Max Brod, for example, uh, he's much more difficult to read him 100 years later or 50 years later. But Franz Kafka, somehow it works. Of course, also the atmosphere, the feeling, the anxiety and I'm really surprised that not even like older readers are reading Kafka but very very young readers are obsessed with Kafka uh, I just read about a TikTok generation or Instagram generation quotating Kafka it's really amazing Indeed. You spoke about what's next uh, in terms of your book plans. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what's next for the Kafka Man. <laughs> yeah, we just finished a trilogy of these three albums, The Castle America and The Trial. We will be on tour almost the whole year, probably also uh, 25, also in the next year. And we spent last week a few days in the studio uh, recording two new songs, new old songs, based on two short stories written by Kafka. And one of them will be released in the end of the May. It's the shortest short story written by Kafka. It's called Die Bäume in German, The, the Trees. trees. Yeah. Uh, and it's a kind of a winter song for uh, spring. That's great. Thank you, Jaroslav. Yeah, danke schön. Die <laughs> Thank you very much. That was writer and musician Yaroslav Rudish. I'm Soraya Sarhadi Nelson of Common Ground Berlin, and thanks for listening. Next week, we'll hear from American author Ross Benjamin, who released the first English-language translation of Franz Kafka's diaries in 40 years. Zeitgeister On Air is brought to you by the Goethe Institute. Thanks to all of our friends and partners for making this series possible. 